air from the state of Florida, where our 45th president temporarily resides until his triumphant return to that big house in Pennsylvania Avenue in 2024. Once again, it's time for the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler podcast. Here are the patriots who will keep Flagler County red while making America great again. Your host, Trump Club President Mike McElroy, along with Trump Club Vice President and Palm Coast City Councilman Ed Danko. Welcome to the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler podcast. I'm your host, Ed Danko, along with my co-host, Mike McElroy. Um, Mike, what is going on in the world? Well, there, there are, as you know, a lot of things. But uh, the first thing I want to comment on is uh, about a little over a week ago, 5th of July, uh, you and I both attended the opening, and so did our guest, Alan Lowe, mm-hmm. attended the opening of the uh, conservative pachyderm, uh, and this is... Uh, their campaign headquarters. Their campaign yes. headquarters in Benel, and unfortunately, which some people may not know, the very next day, Geraldine Denny, known by mostly people as Pastor Jay, uh, lost a daughter. Yes, she, uh, she had seven children. And- very young, six, her sixth child, I believe, out of seven. Uh, and it's a tragedy, and I just want to extend on behalf of the Trump Club and on behalf of everybody here our condolences and our love and support uh, for Pastor Jay. I, I talked to her a few nights ago. We were on the phone for almost two hours, and um, uh, her faith in God is so strong. Um, her belief in Jesus, and I, I know she's going to get through this. It's been difficult, but um, uh, she's going to hang in there and, and keep going. I actually did a radio show yesterday with her, and so she is, you know, she's a strong woman and, and has strong faith. And I think that, you know, this is tragic, but, but life goes on. And we wish you the best, Geraldine. Okay, and then there's a couple other things. Uh, along the, uh, our borders are getting worse, as everybody knows, uh, under President Biden, and now they've lifted, uh, if you've given in, non-incidental material support to terrorist organizations, uh, they're lifting the ban on that as a terrorist organization at the border. Uh, in the papers, you see fentanyl, which is coming in in droves mm-hmm. through the same uh, paths that the illegal immigrants are being coyoted in. Uh, and uh, also, our president is in the Middle East. Uh, I guess he's going to go to the Saudis and beg for oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even though we have plenty of crude right here in America, he doesn't want to get it. It's unbelievable. I think President Trump who a few days ago was on target and said the problem with Joe is not his age. There are many people that age who are uh, sharp, mm-hmm. uh, but that the problem is Joe has cognitive issues and also uh, wrong policies, as we know. We're at a 40-year high in inflation, uh, and he's got a war on gas. The only other thing I want to mention is a personal rant, is I spent 40 years in law enforcement in New York, and I saw uh, something that I must say I can only classify as a war on victims. Uh, for those of you not familiar, the New York District Attorney for Manhattan is Alvin Bragg. And there was an elderly bodega owner who was attacked by a vicious criminal with a long history, mm-hmm. uh, cornered behind his counter in his store with no place to go, attacked. 
that bodega owner defended his life against what essentially was a robbery mm-hmm. uh, by stabbing the man. The man died later. Uh, and Alvin Bragg charged the victim mm-hmm. in what is clearly a case of self-defense with homicide and demanded $250,000 bail, which the guy wound up at his age spending time in Rikers Island until the bill was reduced to 50000 uh, In New York, under Article 35, which is justification, if you are being robbed, you have the right to use physical force and deadly physical force sure. if necessary sure. to prevent, terminate that robbery. Mm-hmm. That man should never have been charged. It should have and would have, under many other district attorneys, been presented to a grand jury there would have been no indictment there would have been no charges instead they chose to charge him so that's just how what i found amazing with that story is the man's girlfriend all right this was all over a bag of potato chips apparently she didn't have any money you know for the potato chips she was buying and so she went and got the boyfriend and brought him in there to confront the uh the store owner and uh while he's protecting himself She's got a knife, and she's stabbing, you know, at the guy, you know, it's, and, and and they decide not to prosecute her at all. Well, it, it's, it's I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah. While they're releasing regularly under so-called bail reform, vicious felons back onto the street hours after they've been arrested. It's unbelievable. Uh, this poor guy goes to Rikers Island. So yeah. if you're in New York, I don't know what you're thinking about. I know the mayor criticized the DA over it, but... Uh, you, you need a lot more action if you want to be protected in New York. Uh, and and Donald Trump, I mean, not Donald Trump, but I see our uh, Gavin Newsom uh, ran an advertisement on July 4th weekend uh, telling people that if they want to escape the tyranny of Florida, they can come to California uh, where things are free. Uh, no thanks. And, no thanks, Gavin. Now, now, Gavin's the king of gagging and locking yeah. people down. And and in the COVID numbers, you will see that Florida has way less deaths than California. Yeah. California is at something like 92 million deaths. Just on Florida is, is way below that. Uh, so, Gavin, stay yeah. where you are. Stay out of Florida politics. Yeah, yeah. Please don't, don't, don't. California, our Florida. I mean, um, so I see you got a newspaper. I do. There. I do. And Am I on the front page? No, you're not. I'm and, not. And, and and here's what I want to say about the newspaper. Do you see that photo? Eddie Burkino. Um, Eddie Burkino is above and below the fold. With yeah, he is the fold. Uh, and so, for those for those of us listeners out there that that didn't hear about this. Uh, Eddie was at a city council meeting, uh, as he's supposed to be, because he's a city councilman, and was advocating to have two questions asked of the citizens of Palm Coast relating to, uh, I guess you would have to say, multifamily, high density, whatever you want, housing. Eddie has been a consistent opponent of, uh, recently, of, uh, any kind of apartments, whether they be middle, upper, it doesn't matter. And he's again it. And he wanted two questions asked. Separately, a separate survey that would cost us money to send out. Right. Rather than have it included on the survey that you are all willing to do, right. the general survey that goes out. Right. Uh, Eddie threw, I guess, a temper tantrum. He didn't get his way. And, you know, for the guy who said, who'd been repeatedly saying, 
we're, it, it's okay if we all disagree as long as we're respectful to each other. Um, he gets up, storms out of council, um, basically saying, I don't belong here. And, and, and he just disrupts the whole meeting. And, and I, I, Eddie, you know, you don't belong in council. And um, I, I don't know if you plan on coming back or not, but personally, I hope you're not coming back. Um, you've been a problem since the day I first sat down at council when I was first elected and sworn in. I hardly in the seat for a second. And he starts attacking me, calling me councilman corrupt because I ran against the corruption that was at City Hall because we were under investigation by the FBI and all sorts of things were happening. And in the last two years, uh, we've seen a mayor resign. We see, we've seen a city manager resign. We've seen another councilman forced to resign because of some activity at Walmart. Um, we don't need to go into that. And now uh, Burkino has stormed out of the building. Um, so I think our council is gonna be much better off uh, with his departure. And for the guy who is so opposed to any type of multifamily housing, he doesn't seem to remind anyone that, hey, uh, he voted for the low-income Section 8 housing that we have over in uh, Town Center. Um, so, uh, hasta la vista, Bertino. Um, but speaking of council, we do have a candidate here with us. Alan Lowe is joining us today. You're running for District 2, uh, Victor Barboza's seat. Yes. Um, that's a hard act to follow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go on a different path. <laughs> you're you're going to let them check out your items at Walmart rather than you scan it yourself, right? I, uh, you know, it's funny because I was at Walmart the other day, and I, I don't often go there. And my wife said, you know, the line's shorter at self-checkout. I said, I've seen what happens there. I'll just stay over here. <laughs> so how's the campaign going? What's new? Well, it's going really well. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited because I've had, uh, so far, as a, as a uh, concerned citizen, I've had what I consider to be three wins for, uh, for the people of Palm Coast. The first win came when... Uh, you know, and and you worked with me, but but we were able. I to helped. Push. Yes, yes, I helped. You did, but I had meetings at my house, and, and I had meetings. I uh, rented rooms over at the community center, and we were able to get the uh, saltwater canals, which are part of the strategic stormwater drainage system, onto the strategic planning. Yes. Where it goes from there, we'll see. But at least it's moving forward. Well, let, let me stop you there, uh, because I you'll see editorial uh, comments in the paper. Uh, from letters to the editor and others that say, why are we paying for all those rich folk over in the C-section <laughs> living on the water? Why, why should, if I'm living over here in Mudville in the middle of town, uh, I got enough problems, why do I need to pay for those? And I, and I understand their concern, but you know, we all pay for the stormwater fee in our, in our water bill. And uh, so the people that live in the C-section, where I happen to live in the C-section, and I can tell you we're not all rich over there, I'm one of them that isn't, but we all pay for it. The C-section pays for the freshwater canal dredging that's happening all, all through the city and so forth. And in the life of the city and prior to the city, so we're going back probably, well, I've been here 39 years, so we're probably going back about 35 years. No dredging, no maintenance, nothing to our saltwater canal system. And since it was one of the first amenities and we were originally a boating and golfing community, and then it's been ignored forever, it's time to look into it and see what we can do. And I and I understand that you know the people out there are saying, well, you know, why should we have to pay for over there? 
but we have been paying for over there all the time. So I think that's a move. So it, and, and, and I think you made a good point earlier, uh, not on this podcast, but you've said that that's also part of your drainage. You know, it is. The, their, the their water from their side, not every all of it, because some of it goes straight into the intercoastal, but, but north of, let's say, uh, probably north of Palm Coast Parkway, most of that drains into the saltwater canal system. And so we're accepting the water that they're getting rid of, but we're not being maintained yeah. as the collection. It's also, I mean, it's our biggest amenity in it the is. city of Palm Coast. And to be clear, the city has the responsibility. Yes, the city owns it. They own it. The city has the responsibility. And there's 4,600 uh, docks and seawalls, people that live on the saltwater canals. It's not like you know, 135 people that voted for a pickleball court, which is another win. Well, it's another win. But as you know, with pickleball's the, come back, though. Yeah, it will, but I just, before we get there, I just want to say Alan's worked really hard on the dredging issue with me. And I, I brought it up when Melissa Holland was still mayor, and she wanted nothing, nothing to do with it. By the way, Melissa, if you are watching, you are certainly invited <laughs> onto this podcast. Anytime, just give me a call. I know you miss me. Uh, you might. We might even let you bring your uh, friend Eddie Burkina with you, and you, you both could sit down. Um, but moving on to pickleball. <laughs> now, pickleball was something that came up and it was going to be a, another Melissa Holland grandiose scheme, it was a, a big stadium. Yeah, Two-story stadium, yeah, yeah. doctor's yeah, offices, yeah. And, and workout things. And it was going to cost, some of the money was coming out of um, our, our um, um, what you call it, fees. The, the gen, well, the impact the fees. Fees, yes, for and, parks and, and rents. But then the general fund. fund. But then the general. We were, we were what, uh, on phase one, somewhere around 900, almost a million dollars yeah. out of the general fund to build yeah. this yeah. facility. Now, you spoke out against it. Yes. Many times. Yeah. I did, too. But we, you know, there's no plan. When we spoke out, there was no business plan, no uh, cost estimate mm -hmm. for phase two. Phase one was $5.75 million. Yeah. Phase two, according to, and correct me if I'm wrong, Parks and Recreation had estimated like three years ago now that it'd be about $20 million. Oh, so we you know with the push prices that price of everything, yeah. yeah, it's probably, you know, uh, 30 to $35 million yeah. now. It was crazy. And yeah. they had no plan... They were willing to vote and approve something that they had no idea how much it was going to cost. Yeah. And, I, and that was wrong. I yeah. fought against it. Yep. And so together we were able to prevent that. So yeah. What, now, what now, changed? What have you got now? Well, what we have now is a scaled down version of a racquetball, pickleball, um, yeah, tennis, tennis center. Tennis center. Uh, you know, with, with, you know, how many, what, four pickleball courts, yeah, I think, or I, something? I don't remember the exact number, yeah. but the beautiful thing about it is no money now comes out of the right. general fund. Right. The taxpayers are not paying for this facility. Right, right. This comes, it's grants. It's, it's grants. It's impact, uh, fees, impact fees. And the, the uh, Route 100 CRA money. Right. And and there there's no big stadium there, but we will take a little pressure off our community center because there's additional rooms that are going in there that you can lease out just like you do at yes. the community center. It's, it's a multi-purpose so, facility instead yes. of just nailing yeah. it down. Which, which is fine. Yeah. And the way it should have been done. I think it's great now. Yeah. I, think, I think that the people that play tennis and play pickleball and all that stuff are getting what they want and that the people of Palm Coast don't have to dig out of their pocket to make it happen. So we get what we want if you're, if you're not a player. I think it's a win-win for everybody. It is. And we will be back in a few moments uh, with our guest, Alan Lowe, after word from our sponsors. 
tired of sitting at home restless? Need to exercise? Playing golf is one of the best ways to stay fit, and golf courses are one of the safest places to be. The gorgeous 18-hole Gary Player-designed Cypress Knoll Golf Course is open to the public. Enjoy your game in the heart of Palm Coast, surrounded by nine glimmering lakes and plenty of wildlife. Your safe and healthy choice is Cypress Knoll Golf, voted the most beautiful course in Flagler County. Call to book your tea time, 437-5807. That's 437-5807. Hi, I'm Oliver North to encourage you to elect Alan Lowe to the Palm Coast City Council. Alan's a 39-year resident, a U.S. patent holder, and a successful businessman. He's an innovator who pursues unique solutions to tough problems. I know he'll work hard to ensure Palm Coast has a diverse business environment and supports good-paying jobs. He's a fiscal conservative who supports tax cuts and won't allow wasteful spending. He'll never seek to defund the sheriff's office and work closely with my friend Rick Staley to ensure Palm Coast continues to be a safe community. Now more than ever, America and Palm Coast need strong conservative leaders like Alan Lowe. If I lived in Palm Coast, I'd vote to put Alan Lowe on the city council. I sure hope you will. Speaking of Alan Lowe, wow, uh, that's a great endorsement. That's a big get endorsement. What, no, what do you say? I, I was fortunate enough to spend uh, an entire day helping Oliver North down at the uh, the uh, Veterans Memorial that was held at the Speedway for his book signing. I got to know him very well. We had a lot of uh, conversations during the day, and then I was fortunate enough to get this endorsement from him. And he's a great guy. He's amazing energy for a man of his age. I, I, it blew me away. Yeah. Uh, and, and a hero, uh, well-known, I, I don't really probably, and he just wrote a book that nails it, which is America basically uh, turning from God that's causing a lot of our problems. Yes. So, uh, there, And that, he was the first guest that we had on this podcast, yes, you know, when you were co-hosting with us yes. before you no, decided I, to I was run. in the air on a plane, though. No, I, I wasn't here when you Well, that's were. right. It was just me and Alan. You, you did that. Yeah. 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 I, I think you planned it that way. Well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I also have a third win. What's the third win? The third win, which... Uh, did was, I help with this uh, one? No. I don't no? think you I did on this okay. one. Uh, you know, uh, the Tunnels to Tower event, which that's was right. a 9-11 memorial event, that uh, took place in Palm Coast a couple of months ago. Uh, as soon as it was over, I stood at the podium and I said, this was something really important. It and is. it was, we had a great turnout uh, from our local people and the city did a good job helping uh, sponsor it and put it on. And I think we needed to make it an annual event. And as of this past and Tuesday's meeting, it is. It is. It is. And I event. did help with this because I made that motion. Well, yeah, that's true. So we I did, did help. Yes, that's true. Which shows that, that Alan and I are going to work well together once you're elected. I, I, you know, I have to tell you, uh, I agree with you. And uh, I mean, you're not going to call me names like Victor or Barboza did or Eddie Burkino, are you? Well, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, you know. From when you when, when you were elected, he doesn't when, care what you call him as long as you say and Danko. Yes, yes, yeah. I don't care. We'll don't right mispronounce time. his name. <laughs> but no, the, the really, I mean, the day you sat down when you were elected, there was a huge blow up, and uh, you know uh, Eddie Barranquino was involved in that. But there was a huge blow up, and there was crap after crap. Just, I mean, we became a laughing stock of a city council. With not, I mean, everybody was just going nuts. Then, as you mentioned, the mayor uh, left, uh, the city, city manager, manager left. left, and, you know, 
I ran against David Elfin, I still think I would have been a better choice, but he has managed to calm things down. And it's, it's instead of, you know, going like going to a hockey game to see what the fights are going to be, <laughs> it turns into a really good thing. So, it, it so I'm really glad to see the way yeah. that, that things have turned out. Yeah. Do, you, do you miss the hockey? Uh, not really. Nah. Right, maybe a little bit. <laughs> you know, we do have we do have issues that come up that people disagree on, uh, yeah, that's fine. and we've been able to do it up until this last council meeting. You know, we've been able to handle that disagreement and move forward and be respectful, and and that's the way we should be. Um, you know, we've had some controversy. Yeah, the green line was certainly a controversy. Um, but you know, we united as a council, and 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 you made I think we made the right decision. We stuck and, with and, it. You know, I, I applaud you guys for that because you really negotiated well and and worked together. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, you had I don't know how many people out in the audience were coming up, and and you know, this side and that side, and stuff. And you worked through the whole thing on all of these issues, and it was it was really good to yeah. see. And, and I'm sad that he did that. He got up and walked out because yeah. I thought we were past that. Yeah, I did too. Um, but you know, we had another issue come up the uh, the garbage contract, um, oh, yeah. and I was I, w I was by myself in support of WastePro. Uh, the rest of the council went with this new company. Uh, but you know what? I didn't get up and storm out like a child. Yeah, well, I, I mean, and you know the, and, that whole WastePro thing. You know, I have to say I agree with you a hundred percent. Yes, they had issues. Yes, they were fine for stuff. Most of that happened during the pandemic, but. Uh, they had what almost a hundred local people employed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so when that should have given extra points in the bidding process, and when they were gone, a hundred people potentially are losing their jobs unless the new people pick them up. And I don't know if they're going to have the same benefit packages or whatever. It's wrong. We should give yeah. local companies, not one that's uh, uh, headquartered in Spain. Yeah, in uh, Spain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Spain. We should give so, local companies the, the uh, first shot. You know, it should be this. You know, be local, buy local. Well, that's if this is not the, an example, this is not but, it. No. But you know, that's done. Um, you know, you don't win every battle, yeah. as you will discover once you're elected. Oh, I've sat there in almost every meeting watching it. Yeah. You know. So you got a you got a big debate coming up now. By the time this airs, the passed. debate will be over. Um, but you just let us know. Did you win the debate? I slammed it. Did you? <laughs> What what are some, what are what are some of the issues out there that are still real important to you? We know about the dredging, obviously, the dredging, right? And that's but, being worked on. But we have, we have a big problem with funding shortfall on our road maintenance. That's a huge issue that we have to somehow step up to. Um, the, we still have problems with the swales not draining properly, and uh, and you know we're in the budget season now. And I I was I've sat in on the budget meetings and I've watched each department come up. And each department has, well, not every department, some departments had a small decrease, but that was because of the changing of employees and stuff. But most departments have increases in their in their uh, budget request. I think that our sheriff's department is not part of the city, but he has requests for what, five? Five new deputies. Five new deputies. I am in support. Oh, of. we have to. I mean, yeah. the, the huge influx of population that we're getting we have to stay ahead of that curve because yes. if we get behind that, catching up will be impossible. And our fire department needs to be properly funded as well. Right. All of our safety issues need to be beyond that. We may have to look at tightening the belt a little bit. And now is the time to roll back because we have people that are living 
paycheck that we have seniors on fixed income that are falling behind if yes. we raise the property taxes and the and the hyperinflation that we have and the fuel price people are happy that the fuel price is down to like 475 or whatever it is now come on people we were down to uh, you know two bucks just less than two less bucks. than two bucks you know, I, I, oh, well, not that long. I, I will be making the motion to go with the full complete rollback to keep us where we presently are i think we need to we have a we, we bring we have a quarter of a billion dollar a year budget all right Quarter of a billion, that's yeah. 250 million. If, 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 if our staff and our department heads and our city manager can't make that work, I don't know what to tell them. But we have must needs, like you said, please fire, you know, uh, yeah. all first responders, roads, you know, water, things of that nature. But these other things are not must have. No, these are, you know, nice to have things, but See, and that would have been like on the know. pickleball thing. If that was still coming from the general yeah. fund, I'd be stomping yep. my feet. Yep. So yeah. I hope you'll join me because you'll be on council when we're finishing this budget up. Ooh. So yes. I know you're fiscally responsible, a big conservative, and and I think this is the time, you know, yeah. to really give we, our citizens we, a break. You know, just, just take out the fluff if yep. there is any. Take out the fluff and get us to a point where we can we can coast through this bad situation bad economy that we're in now and then if we have to raise stuff in the future that might have to happen but right now people are suffering and we don't need to add fuel to the right. yeah amenities uh have been a long key word here in palm coast uh, right from the beginning of it and t in their development and then certainly it was the philosophy of previous administrations both Mayor Nitz and Mayor Holland, uh, that amenities were important and, and that that's what attracted people to live here. Uh, some of your impact fees, I believe, are spent or must be spent in, in terms of recreation. And right, amenities. park and recreation yeah. gets a certain percentage. Are the impact fees sufficient for the road infrastructure and transportation? May, you know, maybe not. Well, it, um, isn't, isn't it true that impact fees can't be used for repair? It can only be used, used for, for new yes, uh, yes, road yes. Uh, turn lanes or signals yes, or whatever? Yeah, and yeah. it may be within a certain radius of where the impact fees are being applied, I believe. So, mm -hmm. but, but, but maybe, you know, impact fees, and I mean, when we say impact fees, people, and I'm, I'm the first one to say that people talk about impact fees, Ultimately, the people who pay the impact fees uh, are not the developers, though they certainly write the check. They're the collectors for the new people coming in on uh, new construction. They add the impact fees to the cost of the home. To the cost of the home. They're not doing it out of the generosity of their heart. Well, it's like so, sales tax. Sales tax is a tax on the retailer, but the retailer passes it, it right. down to the customer. Right. So, so again, way. it's not that the retailer or the developer. Uh, are paying those taxes, they're passing, it's a pass-through tax. Of course it is. Uh, but that said, uh, if you're coming new to a community uh, and you're adding to traffic and you're adding to all of the things we mentioned, then it's fair to say that there is an impact and that there should be some kind of impact fee rather than burdening the entire community, including people who have been here for years you know, with that in terms of general tax. So, yeah, so. They're, they're looking at existing residents to pay for for wear and tear that's happening because of the new people that are coming in. And that's backwards. If you're moving here, it's the cost of moving here. Help yes, fix it. it is. It is. Yeah. Now, one thing that you have over any of your opponents is 
you have attended as many city council meetings as I have, basically. Um, <laughs> you, you're there. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Where uh, these other candidates that are running, I've seen a couple of them show up recently. Um, one of your opponents, she sits in the back of the room on her laptop, probably doing work, you know, while, while just pretending to be there just so she can say she's there. But you're up on every one of these issues. So, you know, when you go into this debate tonight, you have such an advantage over these folks. Well, I, you and know, it's important. You need to let it's people important. know. Yeah, it's yeah. important. You have to know what's going on. And the transition with, with me winning this election, the transition would be much easier because I've already been there. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I've only seen one of the other candidates that are running against me stand at the podium once during once. this election season. Right. So what's your opinion? What are you fighting for? You know, you're fighting for the people, but you're not willing to stand up for them now. doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, um, of course, you're also a member of our Trump Club. You're on our board of directors. But as you already know, but we'll announce it here now, uh, at our Monday meeting, we will be endorsing your candidacy. Oh, along I with didn't a few. Know, you didn't know that? You. Well, I was hoping, but, you know, it hadn't been said well, before. Mike and I it's flipped a coin. Yeah, we flipped the uh, coin. And, and well, heads are heads. <laughs> to Alan's credit, uh, Alan um, has not disengaged. Okay, Alan was, when he ran for mayor, uh, the first time against Melissa Holland came very close. Uh, Ms. Melissa Holland was a well-known uh, person here in, in Flagler and a difficult opponent, someone who'd been an incumbent in various positions, including the mayor. And uh, But Allen didn't quit because he lost the first election. And not only did he not quit, uh, but he stayed engaged and continued to participate uh, in city government, something that you don't, you rarely see. Uh, in my experience, most candidates, right before the election, attend a couple of meetings because uh, you know they think if I don't attend a couple of meetings, somebody will ask me, "Did I ever go to a city council meeting?" But as Alan pointed out, they don't get up, they don't speak, because if you do that, you're sort of nailing yourself into one position or the other, and you may alienate some votes. But to Alan's credit. Uh, he has the courage of his convictions. He fights for his convictions, and uh, you can be sure that he'll fight for the tax. Yeah, we wish you the best tonight in that debate. Thank you. We're out of time for now. Just want to remind you that our Flagler Trump Club meets every third Monday at the VFW here in Palm Coast um, at 6.30 p.m. That's 6.30 p.m. Get there a few minutes early because we fill up. Um, and you can also go to our website. It's Flagler for Trump. Dot com. It's on your screen, flaglerfortrump.com. That's it. Uh, folks, have a great week. The Future of Flagler is sponsored by the Flagler Trump Club. Our meetings are every third Monday starting at 6.30 p.m. at the Palm Coast VFW. Visit our website, flaglerfortrump.com. That's flagler, the number four, trump.com to learn more. Let's make America great again.